What is going on, my fellow geeks? Three movies with elves and a guy with a white beard. Not a lot of people accept it as canon. 2022 will be the year of Star Wars. Well, I have more than just one piece of geek news. I have been Isaac Hunter. Which is like high culture, but better. What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, your weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast, and look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow co-hosts this week, uh, who will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. This week's question is, who is your favorite uh, mythological god or godlike hero? from some kind of geek fandom. Uh, personally, uh, mine is a specific portrayal, but um, I like the portrayal of, I believe it's Horus from the Kane Chronicles. Um, Horus is the one that follows, like that's like kind of stuck with, um, what's his name, Carter Kane, right? And it's not Anubis, because Anubis is the one I... that the cane girl like has a crush on and that's weird and i don't like it and i don't like anubis because of that but yeah i gotta say it's probably horus and uh but specifically that because horus and moon knight i didn't like he seems like a jerk yeah um well hi everyone uh hope good earl here um so i'm i've always been torn between athena and poseidon in uh, the Percy Jackson series, because like Poseidon is just kind of a, uh, he's absent father, but also tries to like blame his brother. And it's like, mm, some of these other gods were visiting their kids. Um, but then also like, when you think about like the gifts that were given, like um, Athena gave Annabeth the hat that makes her turn invisible. And I'm like, that's practical. I mean, Riptide is great and all, but like the hat. Wait, isn't Riptide his like little his little horse, his hippocampus or something? No, 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 no. no. Riptide's the sword. Riptide oh, is the, the pen that turns into the sword. Okay, yeah, no. What's the what's his what is it called? It's not hippocampus. That's a brain area. Well, he's got he's got he's got blackjack the Pegasus. Okay, but he there's the one that's the water creature. I mean, I think um, there's rain. Rainbow is. Tyson, his half brothers. I don't know. I think so. That yeah. could be who Those I'm were thinking only about. Uh, oh wait, unless you're thinking of the uh, the thing that's like a sea cow. Yes, that, I think it was Bessie. And it mm-hmm. was like in the third one, they had to keep it alive, or else it's yeah. like entrails could spell the doom for the world. Sorry. I mean, it is a hippocampus. <laughs> um, that is also not just part of the brain, but the mythological creature. It's a seahorse. Um, a Capricorn. Um, well, it's basically like <laughs> got wings and it looks like a horse. Yeah, the lower I, th- half I think I'm, I'm of thinking of in um, the, like the last book uh, at the beginning when he's on the boat and blows up the boat. That's like how he escapes is with a hippocampus. Oh, yes. oh no, no way. He escapes out. I'm pretty sure it's on blackjack. I could be wrong. Okay. It's been a while Maybe since I read the books too. But Rip Charles Beckendorf, let me tell you, mm-hmm. of the Hephaestus clan. Okay. 
So I, what about you two, gods? <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I don't know if you're, are you done, Hope? I don't know. Yes, I am done. Good choices. Um, <laughs> I like a lot of, I like mythology. I think we all like mythology as, as geeks. Um, can I, I will go forward and I'll talk about a representation that I didn't like for my favorite Greek deity. Right? I'm going to switch this whole opening question onto his butt. And that is in, uh, in Percy Jackson, they have Oceanus, who is the Titan of the waters, uh, the oldest male Titan born of Gaia. And they had Oceanus joining Kronos, and he fights Poseidon. And I don't think that would have happened. Because if you read the mythology, Oceanus is a champ. He, uh, he does not take place in the dismembering of their father, Oranos. Uh, he's the only one of his brothers that doesn't. It's like him and his sister stand by. Uh, he does not take part in the war between the, the Titans and the gods. He willingly lets Poseidon take over and he goes to deeper waters. He raises Hera, him and his wife slash sister. They raise Hera as the step-parents and her, their love was so good that it's the reason Hera chose to be the goddess of, myth, of marriage. Um, and then he kind of just like, yeah, he's just like on the sidelines the whole time. And he like willingly is like, okay, you're like, yeah, I'm fine with being with my wife down at the bottom of the ocean with our like 12,000 kids. Uh, mm -hmm. According to most myths, he never cheated on his wife, unlike like every other Greek deity, which is super cool. They just had all of like the oceanids. Um, and they did him wrong in Percy Jackson. And uh, I mean, I think they just wanted to show that Kronos meant business, but they did me wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, I, I do just, I, I like, what, go ahead, Hope. I was going to say, the other part of like Percy Jackson was very much like, uh, all of the Titans are bad. And then the gods are kind of okay, but they're also assholes to their kids. And that's yeah. why their kids were like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm -hmm. Oceanus was a saint. I, I did a, a presentation once on why Oceanus was the best Greek deity. Um, it was like a 15 minute long. <laughs> yeah, it was a persuasive <laughs> argument in my COM 101 class. Um, oh, I did a lot of Greek, geeky stuff in that one. Um, otherwise... I, I really liked like American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Uh, I really liked how they portrayed the gods uh, because they are the manifestation of the gods based on the humans that arrived in America and what they thought of them. And so like the idea of Odin in America is different from the idea of Odin in Norway because the people that arrived in America had different trains of thought from those that first created. And uh, they're also trying to like survive. And it's just kind of like, all of the gods are like at their weakest and they're just like scraggling to survive. And it's kind of just a really fun take on the whole mythology. So that's a, those are, that's my answer. Nice. Cool. Well, thank you both. And now to get things started, we usually like to start with some quick geek news. So what have y'all got for us today? I'll take the microphone back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my geek news is that uh, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, he has landed a producer role for uh, a movie being made based on the video game It Takes Two, which is like a pretty recent video game that like scored incredibly well. Rated. Yeah, it's like a game for um, couples, right? Or yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you need two people to do it. 
Um, and I think that I don't know how a movie would be good at showing that since a part of it is like you physically have to work with your friend or your partner or something to complete it. And like, if you're watching a movie, it's not the same, but I'm curious. And so, yeah, I'm also it's curious. It's probably going to be like a rom-com. It might be, or it might be two people that have to play the game, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which would also kind of be cute. Um, and so he's taking on a producing thing. And according to some sources, he might even star in the movie, which I would assume he would star in it if he's producing it, um, unless he really liked the game. But that's that's my my news. Uh, I'm kind of I I'll watch it, whatever it is. Yeah, nice. Uh, mine's also movie related. For those of you who were disappointed by Morbius, prepare to be disappointed again. We got some set photos uh, from the Craven the Hunter film. I don't know if it's actually going to be disappointing, uh, but just Sony's track record with some of this stuff doesn't doesn't make it promising. But they did cast Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven the Hunter um, in this uh, like spinoff film for. Um, Spider-Man, who it seems like they're trying to form like a sinister six through these movies um, that will eventually take on Spider-Man once they decide, you know, which which Spider-Man they want to use, if they're going to do like a whole multiverse thing. Um, the Chameleon is also in it. Uh, they cast, um, who else is in it? They got like some big names for it. Let me double check. Because um, Aaron Taylor Johnson will be playing Kraven. Um, it looks like... Um, in production where did it go it was right here also the set photos look kind of cool um if you've seen them but i just like nothing in like his craven outfit yet but he's kind of got like the long hair and beard and it'll be interesting if they do do a multiverse thing um like how they deal with aaron taylor johnson playing both quicksilver and craven the hunter um where it where did it go yeah there's uh it says also that he's going to be facing off against uh multiple other like spider-man villains including one of them being the chameleon um dang where'd it go i swear i had a cast list right here and it's gone oh russell crowe has been cast in an unnamed role so we'll see that was that was the name that confused me interesting Mm -hmm. well you've also got um Ariana DeBose as Calypso. Was, yep, and she was just in West Side Story and uh, mm-hmm. won Best Supporting Actress. Uh, whoever Alessandro Nivola is, uh, well, that's the Ag- thing. It was just everything else like made sense for casting, but they haven't named Russell Crowe's role. That's why I'm confused. Okay, so you also have Levi Miller in there, and the movie Pan from quite a few years ago now. Uh, he was Peter in that one. Oh, nice. So, oh, yeah. yeah. All righty. Well, I think that's all for me. Okay. Uh, well, per usual, I have more than just one bit of news. Um, but I'm going to start with the non-geeky, but still, like, one of my things that I get excited about. Um, so... I don't remember if it was the last episode or a couple episodes before uh, I had talked about the fact that uh, Hailstorm, Northern Colorado Hailstorm soccer team um, won their very first game, the very first inaugural of their inaugural season um, for the U.S. Open Cup. Well, so an update on that is that they went on to play Real Salt Lake, um, who is a major league soccer team. 
and Hailstorm is U.S. League One, which is like technically in the minor leagues. Mm -hmm. Hailstorm beat Salt Lake with one goal, um, and like they're technically two leagues lower, like two or three leagues lower than uh, Salt Lake. So yeah, a minor league beat a major league, and it was really nice to watch that game. I accidentally woke my roommate up when they scored the goal, uh, but she fell back asleep, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> nice. Um, but so going into more geeky things, Jason Momoa is set to star in a live-action Minecraft movie. I heard about that. Warner Brothers. Uh, and you'll be he, playing Minecraft Steve, right? Uh, I didn't see anything of what his character, who his character was, but just that he was set to star in it. Um, mm -hmm. Although they show a picture next to it, and I don't know Minecraft that well, so like I don't know ca characters or anything. Blue shirt. Yeah, and has like an axe. Like yeah, a pickaxe. There's, there's, just, Steve. there's just two okay. two dudes. Yeah. There's Steve and Alex. Um. But also the filmmaker who did Napoleon Dynamite, uh, Jared Hess, is set to direct the Mi Minecraft live action movie. Yeah, this is the most confusing film I've heard. Like, I'm like, what the heck? Like, the director of Napoleon Dynamite's doing it with Jason Momoa as Minecraft Steve. Like, it seems like a really like weird action adventure comedy is what they're going for based on that. And I'm like, that will be interesting. I, I mean. They've had yeah. success with Lego movies. I think yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's similar vibe. I, I wonder if the best way to do this would be that it's like almost like an outside looking in aspect where he knows nothing of the world, kind of like a player would that starts playing Minecraft. And that would like, be interesting. Whoa, I could see that. Creepers, mm -hmm. you know. I don't know. Um, but along the Jason Momoa track. He revealed that uh, Charlie's Theron will be back in the uh, next Fast and Furious movie. So the Fast and Furious movie 10. Um, he says, so how he revealed it, I don't know if he fully meant to reveal it or if he was just super excited and just, you know, mm -hmm. said it. Um, but he says, I get to shoot with some really cool people that I have never uh, I get to work with Charlie's first up, which I'm really excited about. She's amazing. I'm excited. I'm working with Vin. I'm excited. I'm working with Charlie's. So, yeah. Uh, so Cypher will be back for the next movie, um, which I find really interesting that she's been the villain since The Fate of the Furious, which is the yeah. eighth movie. Um, but she's I mean, she was, like, more of a second... I mean, she was the villain, but, like, the primary yeah. villain they thrust on us in nine was John Cena's... Jacob. Dom. Yeah. yeah. Dom's brother. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess, like, with Hobbs and Shaw, though, it was Idris Elba's, like, superhuman dude. Yeah. So, um, we've kind Yeah. He's kind of taken a back seat, so I wonder if she's gonna... Like, I wonder if they're gonna do a used-to-be-the-villain now is working with the heroes like they've done with uh hob which both hobbs and shaw the way they set up her character in the ninth movie i don't think that sh they would ever team up with her um especially I mean, with she with did kill dom's baby man yeah and she tried killing dom at the end of the ninth movie too um, well yeah and so. so well it could be a forced team up like yeah 
Mr. Nobody made them team up with. But Mr. Nobody is dead, so. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just saying they, they can contrive anything at this point. Right? I mean, if they bring back Scott Eastwood, they could, because he was supposed oh, to yeah. be little nobody. Yeah, uh, nobody junior. Over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in other geek news, um, Netflix, unsurprisingly, has lost 200,000 subscribers and uh, expects to lose about 2 million more. Uh, especially after their whole password sharing stuff that they're trying to yeah how do they try to implement that i don't know because i'm sitting here going it hasn't fully affected me at all and like Mm -hmm. our password is between three houses but it's between like my parents my sister me but we like live it out it's weird but we also pay through our phone bill so i don't know if that makes any difference Mm-hmm. Um, but so in other news to um, yeah this is the last bit that I have to update y'all on the Amber Heard Johnny Depp stuff that you know has been going on since 2017 um, they are in court right now for the defamation trials where Johnny Depp sued Amber Heard for 50 million dollars Amber Heard's countersued for 100 million um Amber Heard has already been proven to have lied in court. Um, and a TikToker has actually went to the courthouse that they are having their trial in to hand deliver uh, this evidence to uh, Johnny Depp's legal team. She also emailed it to him, to the legal team. Um, but basically, Amber Heard said that she used a specific makeup product to like cover up the bruises and stuff from the alleged abuse from Johnny Depp. Um, and the company actually came out and said, we don't want to go to court and say this, but we're going to say it publicly. Um, we didn't produce that until 2017, which was the year after the alleged, you know, 2014 to 2016 was when the alleged abuse happened. The makeup mm-hmm. didn't come out. Uh, so yeah, Amber Heard has already been proven to be a liar now. Um, so I don't see this going her way whatsoever, but also the outpouring of support for Johnny Depp all over social media, um, hopefully will help turn the tide for male victims of abuse, um, because women can be abusers too. Hard topic, probably should have put a warning in front of that for anyone listening, um, but honestly, like, this court case has so many uh, things that it'll impact whichever way it goes and what's going on right now. So, but yeah, that is my geek news. Um, I saw a joke on social media about, um, it's like, I just hope that like at the end of this, uh, Johnny Depp like turns and uh, looks Amber Heard dead in the eye and say, you will remember this as the day when you almost caught (laughs) Captain Jack Sparrow. And I was like, uh, maybe not totally appropriate, but that's really funny. <laughs> I mean, well, the one thing that I have to say about that is when Johnny Depp was testifying, um, I don't know which of the three days was this testimony, but um, he has said that he will not reprise his role as Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah I've heard that too. Jack Sparrow, um, which is sad. Not but even also, for 300 million. Yeah, um, but yeah. I mean, with the fans getting closure on him saying 
I don't want to do this anymore. And they know? build a universe around the pirates. So if the studio yeah. really wants to do it, like they, you can, you have plenty of characters you could follow instead, or create new ones. Um, well, I, th I think just with like the closure from Johnny Depp, like the fans will now support whatever characters they create or follow, versus mm -hmm. before he said no, I don't want to go back. Um, where everyone was like, no, you can't make this movie without him. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. All righty. Well, we're going to move on to our main topic today about gods, gods, and more gods. Um, my first little bit, this is just a, a theory I wanted to get out of the way that I thought would be fun. So they've started casting for the Percy Jackson series for Disney+. Plus, and I've seen a lot of fan speculation for who they should cast for the gods. Um, the one that I think, like, if Disney doesn't get this, I'll be a little disappointed just because the idea I got in my head. But casting Logan Lerman as Poseidon, I'm like, oh, yes. that'd be really cool. Just like as a nod to the movies before. Like, obviously, obviously the movies weren't great, but that wasn't the fault of the actors. Yeah. Um, so, and then what's the actress that played Annabelle or Annabeth? Annabeth. <laughs> I see it. Sorry. I was uh, watching horror movies this face? weekend. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I corrected myself. Uh, hold on. I'll find it. It was uh, uh, Alexandra, Alexandra Didiaro. Yeah. And, and if they Didiari. cast her as um, an Athena? Athena. As Athena, that also, I think that'd be a pretty good casting. She yes. played Athena. Yeah. She got those um, do you, so apart from those, if you have any other suggestions for those, go ahead. But do you have any like top of your head just casting ideas for um, the gods for the Percy Jackson series? Oh. I would honestly love if Nathan Fillion came back to play Hermes like he did in the second movie. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I think he's got like that perfect, serious, caring, but also can lighten things up and be funny and jokish and yeah. I don't know Hermes always seemed like the god to me that was like yeah he could be serious when he needed to be but also was not necessarily a prankster but like mm -hmm. a jokester Isaac you got any um I don't know I'm I'm I, I can I, I can say some of mine if you still want to think on yeah it. you go um, ahead I, after seeing him play Ego, I kind of want to see Kurt Russell as Zeus. Um, I, I don't I don't know why, and I don't know if he'd take like the Disney Plus like show role. I don't know what he's up to, but I think that'd be an interesting casting. Um, okay. If he did that, could we have his son, Wyatt Russell, play Hephaestus? That wouldn't be a bad casting choice that'd either. Be a very handsome of Hephaestus. <laughs> That's what I was, I was trying to think of, like, who would I want to play like Hephaestus? Um, and actually, what's his name? Oh, he's been in so much. Um, and he's like, honestly, his roles are some of my favorite. Um, but I can never remember his name. He was in Ant-Man. He was in Suicide, the Suicide Squad. Um, oh, oh, uh, Dalmatian. Um, yeah. Oh, I love him. Is it David? David Dalmatian, yeah. Ah, I want yes. him to play Hephaestus. Okay. I was, that was my brain connecting, like, who is in... Uh, those movies together mm -hmm. um and then there was one more that i wanted uh so who do i want to play aries um because i'm trying to get like people that aren't like already like doing disney like marvel star wars type stuff yeah um so they could pull in um 
but there's a ton, there's a ton of people like honestly i could see tom hiddleston is hades but I, I i don't know with him already as loki um i don't know if they'd want to go for that again because similar vibe also, of like hades vibe, and loki but i feel like because hades doesn't do a lot of smiling and i love tom hiddleston, tom hiddleston smile. smile yeah <laughs> yeah okay um for apollo i say toby regbo who was in um Oh my gosh, where is it? I mean, he was in quite a few stuff, but he played young Dumbledore, like the version of young Dumbledore oh, yeah. in the Fantastic Beast movies. But he was also in Rain as Prince Francis of France. Um, but I see it because he's got like the blonde curly hair, but it's like the lighter blonde, not like the bleach blonde, but like the lighter blonde. And I'm like, I don't know. I always see Apollo as having to have like that blonde golden look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like the sun yes exactly um yes oh no I, okay i had it and i just lost it oh no um carl urban as aries out of left field casting okay. choice but i, mean, I, could I would love that yeah i think it'd work just because of how like aggressive and sassy he can be <laughs> carl urban is yeah. everyone Car- you know carl urban is percy <laughs> i'd watch it <laughs> Oh man, I don't know why I'm blanking on actors right now. I was, I'm like going through trying to remember because I remember like, I remember Artemis always like normally appeared younger, mm-hmm. uh, and so I was trying to think of someone younger. Um, so then I was thinking of younger looking actresses like Sorsha Ronan and stuff. But mm-hmm. everyone uh, Hayden, big names. Hayden Christensen as Hades. Ooh, I. I don't know. He's not. He's not keen on acting, but I wouldn't hate that. You mean Hades Christensen? You mean Lord Vader? <laughs> yes. But I don't know. If you don't have any more, I just wanted to throw a feeler out there. Our other thing that we wanted to discuss today. Um, so Moon Knight episode four came out recently, um, and as the trend has been with most Disney Plus shows, episode four has been like the weirdly fantastic one that makes me really hopeful for the last two episodes. Um, so it happened in one, or I mean, WandaVision had nine episodes or something like that. Um, episode four was like, oh, holy crap. This like is the paradigm shift that I was waiting for. Loki episode four, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode four was the one where Walker killed that guy with the shield. Um, yeah. Um, and what now that actor four? is on NCIS Hawaii, so it's fine. <laughs> um, and then, heck, even Hawkeye episode four was, that was when Yelena showed up. So, yeah. like, that's been, episode four is the, the big one. So, for those of you who have not seen Moon Knight episode four, spoilers uh, for what we're going to be talking about ahead. But, obviously, up to the, the first two-thirds of the episode is, like, pretty a self-contained kind of thing. And it's, like, it's where we were expecting the series to go. You know, we get a little bit more of Steven and Layla together, which is really awkward. Um, but it's adorable. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I don't know. It just felt so <laughs> weird and forced. Like, it definitely fits with his character, and I understand why it was happening. But that kiss, I was like, Steven. Like, she was going for it the first time. That- Let it happen. But I mean, yes, uh, that was awkward. But I also feel like that was him giving the middle finger to Mark. Who well, said that also, he like them off a cliff. 
I would. I, I. I don't know. In this, I guess I'm rooting for Mark over Stephen. Stephen, go get a, your own person. That's Mark's uh, wife. No, I think that it's weird for Layla to try and initiate the kiss, anyways. Because like, if if my girlfriend was also a split personality, and I don't know what if she would be equated to Mark or Stephen, but if there was another personality that was a totally different, and maybe it, that's a more innocent nicer like i don't know anything british personality i still don't think i'd try to kiss her because i'd be like it, you're you're not my girlfriend you're just it just seems so skin. weird but like having not been in that kind of co- like it's like i guess if you've dated someone that has a twin then that could be like a similar scenario where you like mistake the twin for the person you're dating but even then like that just seems so weird that's just kind of weird yeah i think the thing that I like most about Layla and Steven is when they can like nerd out and geek out on about the, the Egyptology myth- stuff yeah right. and so I think they have that connection that way and Steven just being Steven who hasn't had a ton of experience or positive experience with any sort of personal relationships well the thing is we don't know when Steven showed up because we yeah. think at least as far as I know, Mark is the core personality and Steven is an alter. Yeah. So I I think once Kanshu took over, that's when the stress of everything, because that we mentioned like that's that I'm that's assume I'm assuming when Layla's dad died, Mark was also supposed to die. Kanshu came in and saved him, and the trauma of all that just broke his psyche. Mm-hmm. And you know, caused the development of DID. That's my guess from the information we've got. Um, also, but this episode made me really appreciate Layla and understand why Kanshu wants to take over, her to take over as his avatar. Like all of her, like... She's, she, she she's badass. She, yeah, no, she was good. Yeah. Um, it was all very impressive. But um, yeah, what do you think about all that? The Everything on its tomb and everything, conversation with Harrow, everything like that. Um, Harrow knows too much for someone who doesn't actually or wasn't actually in certain places when they happened. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, Har- how do you know this? What I was thinking about while I was watching it uh, was that, because I remember early on, I was like, if Harrow literally had the skills and abilities of Moon Knight at one point, uh, or, you know, because as an avatar, and if he even had the scarab in his possession, like, why did he go about creating an entire cult? Like, why was that important? Uh, obviously, he wants people to revere Amit, and maybe there's power in that. But uh, I was just thinking about how, what if he got all these people with him because he knew that he needed a fighting force to get into the caves, and that there were going to be those, like, mummy creatures that that needed it looked like they needed blood or at least maybe that's just what they did to intruders but i don't know and so i was wondering if he kind of like got this whole thing of basically just like a meat shield so he could pave his way through Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah because he i mean like as much as he seemed as he claims to care about amit and like raising her again like there is just something about the way that he acts that i'm like i don't know that like you truly believe what you're saying or you just want this extra power and think that she'll give it to you over Khonshu. So, see, my theory with Harrow is it's not actually Amit 
that's either giving him power and speaking to him, but it's someone or something else that's like impersonating Amit. Because we think, I if Amit's trapped in an Ushapti the way that Khonshu was, Mark and Steven lost the powers of Khonshu when he was trapped in the Ushapti. Mm-hmm. So it seems weird that Amit would be able to give uh, Harrow powers from the Ushapti. So I think either it's an ally of Amit that is less powerful but adjacent, or someone who is more powerful than Amit and wants to take over Amit's powers after she's released. Like Set. Like Set. or an... I've heard people think it's Anubis, but I also think Ooh. Anubis is an Ushapti in this because I saw the little jackal head figurine. Um, I could see Set. Um, I could see like a non-Egyptian god villain. Uh, but I don't know too many. Um, what's the what's Which? his name? The, the white dude with the brown hair that seemed to be on Harrow's side, or at least friends yeah, with yeah. Harrow. The, the one guy. Um, yeah. Oh gosh. Oh. It, the actor that is it the actor that passed away? That guy? No, 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 no. The actor that passed away was the one that was on horseback when they went to go like see the casket. Because yeah. um, I know that he was playing a villain as well. Like that guy was a yeah. villain, but. Uh, yeah but um yeah because the way that like he's just connected to harrow and like just talks to harrow so easily i'm like "Mm, something i feel like that you can't be trusted who was it uh no i just don't know why he was it osiris no osiris Osiris, yeah. Oh, wait, are you talking about the, the leader of the, the humanoid leader of the Pantheon thing? Yeah. So the Avatar. That Salem. Would be really weird if they did have Osiris, but that makes sense because Osiris is a, I don't want to say, he's not the Jesus-like figure because that's more like Horus, but Osiris mm-hmm. is typically seen as a good guy, but he, he is just a powerful judge of the dead, so. Yeah, well, and... I thought it was Anubis that judged the souls themselves. Yeah, Anubis uh, weighs them on the scales. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that's why, if the scales are tattoos, that's what made me think Anubis, and I saw that on TikTok, too. So, um, Anubis is the god of death, mummification, embalming, the afterlife, cemeteries, tombs, the underworld. So he is more like in cemetery lore. There's usually, there's the lore about the black dog who mm-hmm. guards cemeteries because of um serious black. Yeah, well <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but the idea that whatever soul was buried last in a cemetery was supposed to watch over all the souls. So people would um bury a dog in as a way of like being like nope this is the guardian so that the souls can rest um but anubis has the canine head which is more along the lines of like cemeteries and stuff mm-hmm. well and also like that jackal head that he has the, mm-hmm. that's similar to those beasts that harrow sent after yeah uh, steven and mark so i'm like it's weirdly seems to be more associated with Anubis than Amit, but I'm not the only one to talk about that. I did see this out of left field theory, if you're familiar with the X-Men comics, that the villain that's speaking to Harrow is the Shadow King. The Shadow King? I believe is his name. 
I don't know. Could if be I wrong. Familiar. Yeah. And I was like, interesting, because the little I know about, I'm not a big X-Men person, but the little I know about his lore, it makes sense if he's impersonating Comet. Oh. Yes, this guy. But I don't know what his motive would be for getting involved with this area of the MCU. Like, yeah. I can at least see motive with Anubis. Because the guy, like this, the Ennead seems to be taking control of like the gods. Anubis, not a part of the Ennead, um, wants more power, needs Amet's like chomping to help end the judge souls, um, potentially overthrow the gods, knows that Amet's not a friend of the gods type thing. So I, th- I think there's another twist coming. But then there's but, the, the last third of the episode. Yeah. Wait, what was that hope? I was going to yeah. say, I, I thought you were about to move on. I was like, there's also... Well, yeah, that's the thing. Know. I wanted to talk about all that stuff first, but then, like, the big which the big like twist in the episode is after uh, Steven is shot, and Mark and Steven think they die. No, they, it's Mark, Mark is, is shot. shot. Mark is shot. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Come on, Brendan. Also, I was... Sorry. I was taken <laughs> aback by the next part and forgot who he was when he died. Um, who was yes, who yes, had control yes, of the yes, body? Because yes. then he wakes up in like this weird mental hospital where everyone that he's seen and like a lot of the things that he's interacted with throughout the first four episodes are present in this mental hospital, and it could be drawing him in, uh, like, and could be like you know that's it's this imagery that's showing up, and it's like oh okay, but also hope you might be better to explain this one than me. But this has like actual like this place seems like it could be an actual part of Egyptian mythology. Uh, I don't know if it actually is, but like, as far, like, it looks like a hospital, and then you think about the um, deity that is at the end that all of a sudden pops up, you know, this figure with a hippo head um, is Tauret. Oh, yeah, Tauret, yep. Yeah, because, I mean, I could be pronouncing it completely wrong, but like it's T A W E R E T, so I think of Barret at the end, but um, or Beret. Um, but so she is the Egyptian uh goddess of no, oh, where'd it go? Uh, she's the protective goddess of mother and child during pregnancy and childbirth. So, like, one theory that I saw was um, that well. That's not theory, but that when babies were born, they often had like this little like wand kind of looked like a rattle type thing, but it would have like her head on it um, to essentially like bless and make sure that the child was okay during childbirth and so was the mom. Um, But then some believers also um, acquainted her with the afterlife and essentially being reborn. Um, So basically like- if they got shot they might have to do something that like they being mark and steven um that essentially they're being reborn and it might be that they have to address the other thing that was in the third sarcophagus you mean jake lockley yes i'm so (laughs) excited for them to do that because i mean they they teased they teased him in episode three yeah. when mark was like i wasn't in charge he was like i wasn't in charge and when he like yeah mark's up like and steven what did you that do guy, and yep. steven's like i didn't do anything it wasn't was like, me jake i don't know but okay the other thing that like i was reading about jake lockley is that he's supposed to be like this docile cab driver 
Oh, he's not the docile cab driver. He's the one that keeps an eye on the criminals. Oh, see, but whatever no. I read was misinformed. See, to me, it makes sense that Jake, so Mark's the mercenary that does all the fighting. And Steven's like the, Steven's like the Bruce Wayne and Mark's like the Batman. Uh, but then Jake is like, I'm not going to say like the Joker, he's, but he's, like. He's, he's like the Rorschach, if, if you're familiar yeah, with. Yeah, like he's Batman. more like Rorschach. He's just on the streets the entire time learning. Yeah, that makes sense. Rorschach's a good example. And he's just like, he's like no fear. It's, oh, it's good. The, the the dynamic between the three of them. Also, I love Moon Knight's dynamic within like the MCU with other characters. Um, so I'm like excited to see Oscar Isaac be on screen with other people. I want them to do a Moon Knight and Spider-Man crossover in the MCU mm. so bad. Because yes. Peter Peter Parker's or Tom Holland's Peter Parker with Oscar Isaac's uh, like Moon Knight and all those pers- oh would be so good because like obviously Stephen and Peter are both like oh hi hi yeah and then you've got like Mark and Jake which is like move over kid and uh, just be so good and Peter'd be so confused but I feel like he'd be able to sense when those changes happen but like also, and so yeah Jake would be the one that would probably like based on your description me not knowing fully but like would be the one that would send the kid out to danger or whatever you know be the bait and then mark and steven are like no this is not how we do things we protect uh, the child uh jake would be the one to punch spider-man That's um right. and like get away with it um <laughs> mark wouldn't do that steven can't no. do that <laughs> but like jake would be like you're in my way <clears throat> so uh, I'm, I'm, that's what I was most excited for is the third sarcophagus. I need them to open that as soon as possible. Yes. Yeah. I am also waiting for like, because they showed Layla um, as like one of the other patients and was like, No, she was a nurse. They no, she was a patient. I thought she was an orderly. No, I thought she, she was, was wearing all white, wasn't she? Yeah, but they were all wearing all white, but she wasn't wearing scrubs. Either way, she was a dick. <laughs> and stole the bingo card but that's why i say that she's not an orderly too because like she was going along with mark's crazy thoughts of you know oh uh, and then i guess like she was taking the bingo card and like the, if she was an orderly she, but then you got the two orderlies to try and hold mark back and those were the cops that got into his apartment and the the one guy was the guy that got stabbed on that like altar thing in Amit's tomb yeah. Oh. I was like, nice. okay. Yeah, there were like I I watched I rewatched the scene and like uh saw a couple of TikToks on it that people like really got into like noticing things that were around in like that hospital that were also around in other episodes. Like okay. heck, of course. Yeah, even even his little like Rubik's cube yeah. from the first episode that he uses to like not fall asleep. Yeah, that obviously doesn't work. Um <laughs> But okay, so really quick going back, because in the tomb, the um, guards of Amit's tomb, what do you think the clicking was? Like, because my dad was like, is that the jaw? Or is it just like, because they're creaky or what, you know, because they're undead. So then they don't have like, they don't have vocal folds and things like that. So they can't like speak. Yeah. Or like the tendons to and whatever is in between joints that keep them from I think they it was it was just probably the noise that they made where they wanted it to be like eerie and off-putting and mm-hmm. it's like 
they can't screw it was they, definitely they freaky screech, and but they can oh yeah so well anyways is there any other major points about moon Knight before we move on to our next little bit um well do we want to just is are we discuss what we think this hospital is in the first place because it seems to be in his mind but also i mean it has to be hopefully with a giant hippo uh, i think i think it might be that overvoid that the gods mentioned that the Inead mentioned oh yeah like because... i think it seems to be like i think it's an actual place but not a place that humans visit and because he's an avatar yeah. he was an avatar he had special privileges oh yeah that's also, my guess like my thing was also i mean we saw alexander the great sarcophagus and then uh amit's statue thing shoved into his throat um but we don't know when Alexander the Great died in comparison to when Amit was. Um... They said Alexander was her last avatar, right? Yeah, but did she get like locked Turned up? Turned into a new shop. Oh, oh when yeah, she and get then he up. was still yeah. able to live. Or is that because... what, what when he died? I think yeah. that that might have been Alexander when he died. died at like thirty-five. But then Mark and Stephen didn't die when. Kanshu was um, no, yeah. Oh yeah, in. I think it just happened to have happen at the same time. He like lost Alexander his protection. Yeah. Cuz like, and then he died. Cuz then my thing was also um depending on like how death worked with avatars, especially those who have who are the avatars of deities who are locked up are they actually fully dead or are they just in this like you said the the over overvoid overvoid like, and like this it's is like mount olympus or As decide. yeah but like are the gods all going to decide yeah. what to do with the avatar i don't think i don't think it's like i don't think it's like a thing where like oh we have to decide what to do with him i think it's just like because he's connected to the gods he gets like a, his own private room is like it's just how it works i don't think they really care about him yeah this but might I think, even be it yeah it might be that he is there but it's also the reason the way it is is because it's his mind has fragmented even more and this kind of like it's this is like a like a place of where it can recuperate and like grow back like maybe mark might not remember but the first time he got shot he might have gone to a place like this um that's fair because we know he's died before because that little girl in episode yeah. one and like he mentioned like he sh i should have died when when layla's dad died as well yeah so i think for, i think for the rest of the season where this is going to go is next episode is going to be like really delving into this personality stuff with mark steven and hopefully jake um and episode six is where they stop arrow harrow and Ahmed. my guess is at the end of episode stop five arrow harrow yeah i think at the end of episode five amit will be released and like midway through episode six we'll find out who's actually behind all this yeah. i mm. really want to see and hear what jake lockley sounds like and looks like because you know especially at the beginning of this season where they made sure that stephen had his glasses and then you know, <laughs> had his british accent bless you and then you. uh mark had his american accent and no glasses and just like so i i'm really looking forward to oscar jake, isaac's jake takes over 
And he's got his little cab hat, and he's like, "Okie dokie, got a chokey." But is he gonna have a New York accent? Boston, Boston. <laughs> I I could yeah. see it as like either New York or Boston or Australian, or just Oscar Isaac. He, he's voice. gonna he's Isn't gonna be Italian. Actually, he's gonna be like no, an Mark's Italian British. New Yorker. No, Stephen's British. Stephen's British. Yeah, yeah, Mark's Mark not is, Australian. Mark though. is just part American. No, uh, so J- uh, Jake is gonna be like an Italian American, and when he's fighting people, he's gonna be like, "When the moon hits your eye, <laughs> like a big pizza pie," and then, but it's him. It's just gonna be one walking stereotype. Yes, and it's gonna be very uncomfortable. And then are they gonna point out Mario and Luigi, and him be all offended about Mario and Luigi? I have no idea. <laughs> um, no, I don't. While I wouldn't put it past like comic book jake lockley i don't think disney would would be chill with something like that i think they've done a pretty good job of trying to like be respectful of the people that they're representing in moon knight so far so i don't think that i absolutely love someone pointed this out on tiktok too but the fact that they showed egypt um as it actually is and especially cairo versus just you know desert desert yeah. Uh, yeah, like the roaming people. Like I was like, no, it's actually modernized and looks awesome. And I mean, I've always wanted to visit Cairo, but yeah, I was like, this makes me want to go even more. So, so well, um, on the other hand, going from uh we went from Greek to Egyptian, now we're going to Norse gods. We got we finally got the trailer for Thor Love and Thunder, and I think it looks Bless. fantastic. <laughs> Um, I'm very excited. Obviously, I love the first little teaser look of um, Jane Foster's Mighty Thor, um, which I yes. really Mjolnir so like reassembled. I'm really interested to see like how that worked because obviously I think you know if Mjolnir reassembled the the dynamic I think this is going they're going to go for is since we kind of know like Stormbreaker and Mjolnir are not not sentient but they have personality. My guess is. Um, Mjolnir, they're gonna kind of give off the vibe of like Mjolnir was like, oh, you have a new tool? Well, I guess I'm gonna go date your ex. And that's why <laughs> Mjolnir's with Jane. <laughs> Obviously, that's not what happened in the comics and that might not be the greatest thing to go with, but that's the vibe I'm giving, like the kind of like, oh, you you found someone new? Well, I, I found someone new too. Okay. But I have a question. Do you think they're gonna go with the comics version of why Jane, or like with Jane and everything, with her having cancer? Cancer and, and her every time she, she becomes Thor. Yeah, that and holds Mjolnir, that the yeah. chemo is extracted out of her. And I she's, think, yeah, yeah. I think that it would be. I think that they should go for it. To be honest, I think it'd be pretty interesting because they talk about how the Infinity Stones emit radiation. And she was the bearer of an infinity stone, like in her bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could see them going that route where there's residual radiation from the ether. Um, and that's kind of like maybe she got gradually just got more and more sick. And that's that could also explain where she's been. I mean, obviously, we know that they broke up. They broke up. She wasn't even in the limelight as, you know, an astrophysicist. So maybe that. My guess is by the end of this movie, um, either Jane Foster or Thor Odinson will be dead. And if if Thor dies, I think it's because Gore the God Butcher gets him. 
But if Jane dies, I think it will be in killing Gore the God Butcher, the amount of power it took to take him out. Um, she, yeah. like, as soon as she no longer is holding Mjolnir, will die of cancer. Or, or similar that similar to what happens in the first Thor, where, like, Stormbreaker isn't strong enough after he, and, like, maybe he does defeat Gore or, like, gets so close enough where Thor's dying and Jane gives up Mjolnir back to Thor. Mm-hmm. And that gives him the strength again, but it then it would give her her weakness back. Yeah. So I mean I, it'll definitely be an interesting dynamic. Um but I'm I'm really excited to see it live action. Um I like the the vibe that is coming off Thor and the Guardians, where it seems Thor's trying to be a pacifist at least at the beginning of this movie, but it's coming across as like who oh, he's just kind of standing at the sidelines while other people do the protecting. Um, which would make sense using Gore the God Butcher as a villain. It's like, oh, you are a god and have like the power to help people like me and you choose not to because of your own personal things. But because you're a god and I'm not, you have a responsibility to help me. And because you didn't help me, now I'm going to kill you. I'm just saying, one, I want to know if it was Chris Hemsworth's son playing child Thor running through the forest. That was a really cool scene. I liked that. Um, but also, there better be freaking Chicago, Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, Tower Power, <laughs> all these big bands, you know, the big name bands that were, uh, if they're not in there, and this is titled Love and Thunder, and with, like, how they portray Thor and everything, I'm gonna be pissed. I- I'm excited yeah. for this Thor, because uh, we kind of, the way that Ragnarok ended, we were like, oh, Thor has come into his own, and um like you know it's not that we don't have any without yeah it's not it's not like thor has no more growing to do but it's like this is a new era of thor and then immediately infinity war and endgame completely changed thor's narrative so the russo brothers are horrible at improv um but it does give taika waititi a very new and different character to work with and continue that growth that like he thought he'd found him. It's that like weird thing where you think you find yourself, and then life just kind of throws you a curveball, and you're like, okay, I guess I really didn't know who I was and who I wanted to be, and now that that's not even an option, where do I go? Yeah. Um, also, so. the oh, losing ahead. of Gamert, Thor, uh, beer belly, and like the workouts with the chains, <laughs> and like. It's definitely a Thor that I think is going to try and be similar to at the end of Ragnarok, but mm-hmm. has dealt with everything in Endgame, Infinity War, and Endgame. I should do that in order. Um, From the loss of Loki to like yeah. the sacrifices throughout Endgame that it took to, to finally get everyone back and defeat Thanos once and for all. Yeah, and then losing Tony and then yeah. Cap going back in time and staying in the past yeah. and losing tony and steve oh but i i am really excited to see king valkyrie and like how things are going with new asgard yeah because it doesn't look like thor will be on earth much in this movie but we yeah. will be on earth for king valkyrie for a chunk um, of it yeah for a chunk of it so i'm i'm interested to see if this like whatever is happening with asgard spins off into something else either not like another maybe another like new asgard movie about the characters in asgard that aren't thor or uh like a mini series similar to like the idea of spider-man freshman year where it's like this is kind of a side thing that's not really a part of the main story but we do or something like that 
Um, I just, I'm just excited. <laughs> uh, it, it looks like New Asgard is like a lot more than just a small fishing village anymore. It looks like tourism is important. It looks like they have to figure out the political stance of this basically an alien village. I mean, Asgardians are really aliens. You well, can get I also love because, like, yeah, it's it's in the comics. They're not because in here they're in the same town that Red Skull yeah, found Norway, the Tesseract. Yeah. So up in Norway, yeah. but in the comics they're in like Oklahoma or Kansas. I think they were in Minnesota. Minnesota maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm just thinking Minnesota Vikings. I could have swore it was I, like I, the Dust Bowl, like yeah, middle of nowhere. It, yeah, and I remember that it was like hovering. Because mm-hmm. Thor's like, I won't let my city touch. Like, it's like, fine, it's not on your land. It's right above it. It's above it? I'm going to look it up. But I mean, you also have Wisconsin with the big Scandinavian uh, population. Because, like, um, one of the actors in Shadow and Bone is from Wisconsin. But then he has this, like, thick Scandinavian accent. I'm like, Broxton, yeah. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. like the music. I mean, to be fair, Oklahoma is just like farmland, 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 yeah. and that's about it. So it would be very easy to just like set something up. But then, um, then the also... Americans are like, "You stole our land," and the, the Native <laughs> Americans are like, "How does it feel?" Yeah. <laughs> um. But also, someone on TikTok was saying that they're at the same place that Odin, yeah, died. It, and like they have the rock to like yeah Tonsberg Norway that's so yeah. there's like weird MC, that's where the MCU kind of decided like that's where the like the Vikings like worshipped the Norse gods that's where Thor and Odin and Loki had come down before like and shown themselves or like yeah shown themselves to um, the earthlings that's where like that was the, like their base in Midgard um, and that's also um, where Odin decided to leave the Tesseract. So, and to top it off, that that is where Thor's hammer got crushed. I watched because uh, I watched uh, uh, a video. Um, so the pieces would, in theory, stars. still be there. I might as well. They are there. There's a small stand. You can see it's like blurry, but it looks like they. There's a, like an altar where there's like a circle of like dirt and grass because they weren't able to move the hammer, but they dug down and around it to create like a little like altar thing. And I so never thought about that. That's Thor why, would have been the only one to be able to move the pieces of Mjolnir. Yeah. And so it looks like, so that'll be important because Jane will probably have to make her way to Thornsburg. Or when Jane, like, so my guess is like after Mjolnir got broken, Thor lost his confidence in himself and lost the ability to be worthy um at that time i think he got like by end game he gets it back but because he was so like down on himself he he didn't even bother trying to like summon mjolnir back or do anything about it i think whatever triggers jane to become the mighty thor for some reason mjolnir is going to be drawn to her and like she's going to inadvertently summon Mjolnir bringing it back together bringing the pieces back together I mean Europe is known for like where a lot of people will go for certain treatments whether it's like um experimental treatments or also because like 
hey healthcare, healthcare is like really <laughs> nice in europe Go i wonder if too like uh, scandinavia podcast with healthcare yeah um i wonder if scandinavia has any like uh relevance to like the field of astrophysics um if you get like if you get north enough um away from light pollution and things like that if that would because that i don't think she necessarily would have to be nearby if she's going to summon mjolnir but it would probably be cool for her to be in new asgard at some point i mean if you think about endgame and how long it took thor to summon mjolnir um when they were back on asgard yeah it takes a second yeah but Mjolnir can like fly across space too. Oh, I'm showing that. True. Right. Yeah, like in, in Thor too, when he's going through portals and it goes. Woo! <laughs> um, I will say, uh, uh, Russell Crowe is playing Zeus, uh, which is pretty exciting, and that mm-hmm. will also hopefully will get introduced to Hercules because Hercules is a great Marvel character, mm-hmm. uh, and he kind of like bumps head with Thor, and they're both very like huzzah. Um, but we will see Russell Crowe die. They don't introduce another god and then God the Gorbert Butcher not to have him get killed. Yeah, that whole scene with Olympus, I'm interested to see how that works. Because, I mean, between Moon Knight, this movie, um, and, like, the potential to bring in, like, Hercules and characters like that, we've got three different mythologies that are all confirming that the gods, that these gods are real in the Marvel, like, cinematic yeah. universe. So I think that could be a... a Phase 4 keeps pulling out all these, like, strings that I'm, like, weirdly trying to connect. Um, so all of these, all of the god characters, too, is just another another string for us to follow, like, throughout um, different plot lines. You know, uh, after Moon Knight, yeah. like, and after Thor, I'm just trying to think what the next thing would be that would include well, this god's also, plot. Eternals... Eternals were kind of like gods. They were named mm-hmm. after many. Um, and I wonder, also, I wonder well, if, they... if they're going to come back. If 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 there's the Celestials, and I'm if Peter Quill, if Guardians of the Galaxy three wasn't coming out, I would I would have guessed that Peter Quill would get killed in this movie, but I don't think he will. Or I think that Gore will not, might even consider it, but will not because he knows that Peter Quill killed his own dad, who was a god, and maybe Gore might even like respect that, mm-hmm. like be well, like. I also think I think there's going to be a major conflict with the Celestials in the MCU at some point, either in Eternals two or in the next Avengers movie, and I think the Guardians are going to be like essential at like they're going to have to team up with the remaining Eternals and um, the uh, probably Adam Warlock um, and um, what's his name Eros. um, Yeah to to actually have like a concrete planet taking out some celestials which would be very cool but also seems so off from the mcu that I, that we know so listen when there was an article that came out that was like oh james gunn leaked an image of adam warlock and it was just this blurry color whatever i was like this is not okay having james gunn and taika waititi obviously there's no way that those two haven't talked about thor love and thunder having the guardians in that movie so i'm very excited to see what's going on i'm also excited for korg and meek to come back um yes. if you like check yes. in the in the trailer meek's wearing like a suit in that same like scene that valkyrie is like doing her political stuff so i'm very i'm very excited about that 
to see. Obviously, I, I love Korg and Meek, and Taika Waititi as Korg is hilarious. So very excited. I'm ready for like a full trailer. I know we just got the teaser, but um, you know, I mean, we've got lots of stuff to look forward to. By the time Moon Knight's done, uh, Multiverse of Madness will be out, so that'll satiate me for a little while. Then we got the Kenobi series. Um, and then Thor Love and Thunder is a little bit after that. Uh, the Boys Season 3 is coming up this summer. It's a good time to be alive. So, any last comments on Thor Love and Thunder? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying uh, Loki should come back. And the Loki at the end of the Loki series should come back. Like, all of a sudden just appear and be like, listen, shit's hitting the fan. We need to do something. Well, Loki I think shows that... up and gets stabbed by Gore immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's a variant. And it's just, just like, oh, okay, that'd be that. I made it to this universe. I finally made it. I've escaped the TVA and Kang. <laughs> um, but uh, that Loki's supposedly supposed to show up in Multiverse of Madness, so we'll see where he ends up by the end of that movie. So. Alrighty. Well, um, as always here on Raven Geeks, we like to end with some recommendations for our viewers, whether that be movies, video games, comics, or anything else geeky. Uh, so, hosts, what have you got for us today? Yeah. Um, I am going to re uh, recommend, I almost said recognize, and that was not the right word. Uh, recommend CSI New York. Um, it is no longer airing. It is one of the spinoffs of regular CSI crime scene investigation. But honestly, I think that CSI New York is the best of the CSIs. Um, they do both the cop aspect and the lab work. And um, like, I think they make it very nice versus like CSI, Crime Scene Investigation, where it was um, mostly lab work, but then they were also working on multiple cases at the same time. Um, or CSI Miami that was just like slow and dramatic and over the top. Um, but yeah, CSI New York is fantastic. It's on Paramount Plus. It's probably also on Amazon Prime Video, but you'd probably have to buy it or rent it. Um, but yeah, that's my recommendation. All right. My recommendation is also a show because I have jumped on the, the, the Netflix train of watching Ultimatum, uh, Marry or Move On, that real uh, reality show. I started watching it on Easter, my girlfriend and I, just because we had some time. And I was like, wow, this show's crazy. And then we got home and we're like, do you want to continue watching that? And it is crazy. And every episode's crazier. And it's literally these people that uh, they... All the, there are all these couples that have been dating them for like two to three years and they one's issuing an ultimatum and either to marry me or you know not and then they all go on the show and then they like swap couples for three weeks and it's really awkward and then they have to swap back for three weeks and deal with the like psychological aspect of that and then they get another ultimatum period and it's crazy um, but apparently it's very popular um you said it's reality tv because that sounds exactly like what happens in my real life yes exactly exactly uh no steph and i are always like let's go on there and just like mess around the whole time like not mess around mess around but like <laughs> mess with like this tv show itself like I, they got a screen for people like that because i'm sure there's so many people that apply like i'm just going to do this and not do any of the things that make good tv yeah 
Um, like, I'm gonna like, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. No, Brendan, you're good. Recommendations. Um, um, I'm actually gonna recommend uh, the uh, first comic book that uh, Gore the God Butcher appears in, and that's Thor: God of Thunder number one from 2013. Um, that I did not know much about Gore the God Butcher and had to do my research, and that was where I started. So if you're excited awesome for Thor, comic series. oh, it's really good. I also, if you haven't read so it, cool. the the Mighty Thor, Jane Foster's run as Thor, which I believe is still printing right now. Like they're not done with that, are they? Yeah. No, I think um, that one is still running. Black Widow was supposed to be ending. Um, the comics said that Wolverine was joining someone. Oh, uh, Miss Marvel. And then mm -hmm. they took uh, Black Panther out of the Avengers in the comics as well. That's fair. Uh, I, if I remember that, that was done like really well, that whole like I'm exiting the Avengers because y'all are stupid. Um, that um, and yeah, I think that's my that's my major recommendations that comic just to, just for anyone that wants to. Um, I'm sure you can you can find that's it little, somewhere. Is online. that the one with the different timelines? The, right? uh, Isn't that the one where yes. it like goes back to like young Thor and goes to King Thor in the future? Oh yes, yes, yes. I, yeah, I was like, so I was cool. thinking like so multiverse cool. type thing, but no, it's it's like a yeah. It's like yeah, flashback, flash forward. Sorry. Yep, uh, I was yeah, I was confused for a second, but yes, it does do that, and like they they nod to that in the teaser trailer with like the the young Thor. I'd be interested to th see if they do any flash forwards or anything like that. That'd be cool. I want a King Thor. I want a King Thor with his robot, not robot arm, but the oh yeah, arm. the oh, oh, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Um, alrighty. Well, um, I believe that's that's all we've got today. So um, thank you all for joining us here on Raving Geeks. Uh, make sure you leave a comment wherever you're listening from. We'd love to hear from you. Um, also, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or TikTok at Raving Geeks. Um, and as always, I have been Brendan Valentine alongside my fellow co-hosts. Hope good, Earl. And I have been Isaac Hunter. Stay geeky and have a great week, everyone. So long. See ya. Bye.